Welcome back to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast, a show all about inspiring smart, busy women to put their happiness at the top of their to-do list. Join your host and life coach, Dion Thompson, as she chats with amazing women who have figured out how to make their happiness a priority, and more importantly, what it's really like to go from hot mess to awesomeness. And now, on with the show. Welcome, everybody, to From Hot Mess to Awesomeness, because holy fuck, lots of hot mess, lots of dreams of awesomeness, and I'm super excited to have Becky Graham here today. Uh, I'm super sweaty from my song choices, so I'm like a super brand new Lizzo fan, and I have no idea how many people uh, are Lizzo fans, because I'm like super new. I saw her on... Uh, Tiny Studios, which is, if you've ever seen Tiny Studios, it's a live series of musicians playing relatively acoustic in a space that's about this big. Um, and so Lizzo's band has got to think about 25 different people in it. And she was like, this is a tiny fucking desk. Like, this is tiny in here. And I was laughing. And then she's insane and awesome and whips out the jazz flute and starts like, I don't know. I was like, okay, I need to love this woman. So Um, she got me kind of jazzed up and I was pretty excited about it. And so when I was thinking about music to play for Becky, that came to me because Becky's the kind of person that fucking jazzes me up and, uh, and keeps me going. So I'm really, 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 really excited that you said yes to come and chat with us today. So welcome my friend. Thank you, Dion. I just love you as a woman, as a friend, as a member at No Borders Fitness and, you know, uh, Dion messaged me yesterday and was like, yo. <laughs> and I messaged back and I was like, hey, I've been really MIA from the people that matter the most to me because uh, this week um, has been uh, a little bit of a part of my language. Is this censored? Is your- No, no, fuck no. This is my show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this week has been an absolute shit show. And at first I was like, okay, you're going to be an absolute fraud if you come and talk to all the women that love you and look up to you um, and saying, you know, positive things and, you know, like we've got this and, you know, as a collective group of powerful women. And I was like, you know what, like it's another sign that I'm tuning into that, you know, the two world mantra that things can be hard um, and things can be the other side of the spectrum as well. So I think that was a big push for me to show up today is just kind of to arrive as I am today, because everyone needs to hear that. Everyone needs to hear the two truths that I know Dion is experiencing, that I'm experiencing, and I think that every other woman is experiencing right now. And I think this week hit, it hit me hardest than most. So took a little bit of effort to be here, even on Zoom, but I'm so grateful for you, Dion, and uh, messaging me and reminding me, oh, hey. <laughs> arrive, so. I, think, I think you nailed it. It's that sort of there's a bit of a, it feels like we're flip-flopping. And um, me and many of the women that I invite into my world, like we're we're doers, we get shit done. This is what we do. And we take care of things, take care of people, we take care of animals and houses and businesses. And we like, when you ask us, what's your like to-do list look like? You're like, which one on which day and which minute? Because there's a lot going on. And, and from 99.9% of the time, we've got it all figured out. Now, that being said, figured out is way different than being able to handle wrenches, right? So I've noticed and I've observed and I've been really amazed by 
your capacity to just handle the the wrenches in the system, right? And every time something's thrown at you're like, well, fuck, okay, let's do this now. And um, I knew that it was that type of tenacity and um, sort of, fuck, let's just do this mentality that I really wanted to talk to you about. Because I also know that as much as we're like, yeah, okay, let's do this. There's, there's a whole other side of us going, I want to lie down now. I want to lie down. I'm going to cry in a hole and I want anybody to talk to me. I want somebody to bring me food and alcohol and like, that's it. This is, this is what I want my life to be. Um, and so finding that way to, you know, we go there and then stepping back out again. So, <coughs> excuse me. So Becky, the journey for you and your capacity for tenacity and your spirit and spunk, and I don't pick a fucking word, whatever it doesn't matter. It, it didn't just start because of this, right? This, this isn't, um, you know, this isn't new. This isn't new to Becky. So I love, I love knowing more about the journey, about what brought you to this place where you can openly and honestly show up in the shitstorm, be like, okay, let's let's all gather the things and do the stuff and 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 move through the shit. So so tell us a little bit about you and who you are and sort of what brought you here now. Sure. So uh, my name's Becky, and I am current owner of No Borders Fitness. I'm also a master trainer with a company called Pound Rockout Workout. So um, I call it my day job. <laughs> my day job, most 80% of my job is at No Borders Fitness. It's a women's fitness studio uh, located in Midland, and we offer a wide variety of fitness formats for all ages and all stages of fitness. And um, my second job is with Pound. So I'm a master trainer and I train nationally across East Coast to West Coast to license fitness instructors to be able to teach a fitness format um, that's drumming. It's a really fun fitness format. So that's my weekend job. <laughs> I would say, um, you know, coming into this, you know, this position I'm in now, um, it's all about looking back in hindsight. And maybe in moments in time, we don't really realize why this is happening to us. However, in hindsight, we realize that things happen for us. So I would say that my job happened for me without me even realizing it, you know, back in high school with my love with team sports. And it wasn't until kind of like this moment we're in now that things started being taken away from me. And, you know, stress was overloaded and I was in a double major in university where I stopped everything that I loved to do. And I think a lot of women can kind of relate to that, um, you know, that our identities change over time. So whether we become a mom or, you know, a, a grandma, like our roles and our identities can shift throughout our entire life. And um, I kind of fell into my love for fitness I would say because of my journey in sports. It wasn't until I hit university where I stopped playing sports because I was so consumed with finishing a double major that um, I just fell into, you know, um, just a very deep state of depression. And that wasn't the first time in my life that it came to the surface. It was, I think, kind of imposed by trauma and stress where I realized this is the first time I had to really deal with it. And um, it was another woman that I look back now in hindsight that I still keep in touch with. And it was a mirror image of someone who I wanted to be in the future who told me that to get back to the things that I loved. Um, so she was the one that kind of pushed me into um, a job at university doing VO2 max testing, um, you know, uh, with sports teams. And it wasn't until about, you know, when I was ready to graduate, she reminded me like, you know, you can love 
your job. You know, you can do what you love. And do you know what you love yet? And I said, no. And she said, I think you'll probably find out the more you do it. And Mm -hmm. so that kind of love for sports and dance and everything just kind of molded into a job um, that is what it is today, starting with different core fitness formats such as Zumba. And it's, it's changed throughout the past decade so much. But in total, it's, it's been quite a decade-long journey up to where we are today. And I don't think that the, you know, what we're dealing with today has happened by accident either. That in hindsight, I think I'll be able to look back at this moment, this conversation, what we're all going through together at such a traumatic time together. I think I'll be able to look back in hindsight and still be reminded that you're doing the right thing. So. Right. Fabulous. I'm some of the the thoughts that came into my head were this, um, the idea of identity shifts and evolution over time. And, um, the, the concept of not knowing where the greatness is in the moment, but being able to trust that when you continue to take steps forward, you'll be able to look back and, and see and go, okay, there it is. There it is. So I'm intrigued by what would you say were the evolutionary points or the identity shifting points that went from, so you went from, yes, university, fell in love with a few new things that were actually old things, but just sort of packaged differently. And then there was Zumba and then there was uh, studio. And the, the reason I ask is the one thing I've really noticed is evolving of self for those of us who are creating community is, has a lot to do with the community evolving right? So as the community evolves, so does our ability or what we, how we show up for the community and then the response we get and the reciprocity from that. So I'm interested in how you sort of perceived your community shifting over time. And then maybe from there, maybe we like looking ahead and and seeing what might happen moving forward. Oh my gosh. That's the way you're like the way you ask questions get me thinking so much too. Like, you know, I have to like put things into compartments to answer this one. I would say I would begin by saying that improvement isn't inevitable. Change Mm -hmm. is. So when things change, you have to make a choice on whether or not you want to continue to improve with changing conditions, or you can stay exactly where you are, right? So it's kind of a, it's a personal choice. And, you know, things outside of my control for, you know, at no borders have changed, I would say, on a daily basis, the people that come in, the people that come to classes, the needs of people and how we service people and how we talk to people and interact with people change on a daily basis. So the key thing is, is I've always, though, wanted my community to improve. I would say that's a foundation of how I built the business is, you know, being able to serve people and improve people, no matter the change in circumstances in their life or in the world we live in. So when this situation started to happen, I already at the end of February into March knew that a big change was coming, right? It was, it was going to happen. And it was this fork in the road feeling, right? Like I'm driving on this road right now. This is my life. It's going actually pretty good right now. Right. And I could could see it coming. I could see it. And I had to decide at that point, like, okay, so change is inevitable. Um, However, you still want people to have in their lives, you know, um, 
areas where they can still push for progress, um, whether that be mentally, physically, emotionally, or as a community, right? And that change is so challenging for people. So we wanted to, I've always wanted to create an environment where improvement upon the change is easier <laughs> and a distraction to all the things changing anyway, right? That improvement is a positive thing in people's lives and that it can be something that you can focus on and yeah. micro small things, right? Can hold a community yeah. together more than you realize. That's freaking brilliant. And I love, you know, I'm a huge fan of shift your perspective change your life. So, and, and you also know how I feel about the word hard, which I'm so super appreciate that you use the word challenging. And anyway, um, <laughs> because yes, the stuff's going to happen. And I love when you said that, you know, the change is going to happen, that an improvement is not necessarily just going to happen. You have to make that choice and it has to be a conscious choice. And so I was, I was envisioning your studio and, and, and as you move through the changes in your environment and then make that conscious choice to, to choose improvement, whatever that is, it's absolutely brilliant. And it's super applicable to to so many facets of our lives, right? So whether it's a change in literally the planet, uh, it could be a change in relationship, it could be a change of your mind. And, and um, you know, one of the things that I know a lot of people are going through right now, and there's a lot of conversation around grief and grief as part of the change process. And um, there, right now there's a lot of grief around loss in, in a multitude of ways. But what I've been sort of aware of is that grief, and a lot of people are, but grief is part of all change process, even if the change is to improve. So there still needs to be a letting go of that sort of sense of identity of the person who couldn't exercise. Like if that was the sense of identity they held onto for a long time, and then they made that shift to, I am the person that exercises regularly, you have to grieve that loss of that other person, that other identity. Um, and now it may be fairly quick. It could be fairly uh, simple, or it may be something that is super complex because it might be attached to something different. So I am always amazed at how you continue to show up and the way that you do helps people to get through that process. And I, I don't know if you, you've ever specifically thought about that you're helping people not only make the shift from sort of change, I'm out of control, I, I don't know what I'm doing, to what can I, what little micro type thing can I take control of in this moment? And really you're supporting people through that, that grief process, that letting go. And then once we let go, we can take every tool you've ever offered and literally light up our lives. And that is what I see in your community. And I, that is why I think your community keeps coming back. And yes, you have great classes. Yes, you have great teachers. Yes, you're super energized all freaking day long and holy moly. Um, but you give us this opportunity, this space to let go of what is no longer serving us and, and, and create the space where we can build this new sense of self. That to me is, is why you are a massive leader in this community and why people are continuing to turn to you and why you showed up today even when you felt like a fucking shitstorm because, because you're using your own tools, right? So you're, you know, we are grieving a multitude of things simultaneously and so we can get to acceptance in one area and then we are right in denial in another, right? And we just keep kind of going through. But it's because of that part of you that I see is why you showed up and is why these ladies are here today. So 
I just wanted to say you're fucking awesome and hot mess and awesome simultaneously. High five sister, because that's how it works, right? That, that is, that is how it plays out. So it's being able to sort of see that we're still moving, even when we feel like we're stuck. Fucking awesome on you. And I just, yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just take a moment. Love Becky. So- so I just, I want to build on your word that you've been using so much and it's acceptance and acceptance doesn't mean, okay. And like move on and be okay with it. I'm not okay with what's happening. I'm not, I'm not at all. And that is the biggest tool Dion and ladies that allows me to stay grounded. It's called radical acceptance. And it's basically where I feel like I would say grief and acceptance are the two words I want to really like hang on to just for a quick moment. Grief hit me hard when I emptied my studio. So let's go back in time of how this like triggered trauma. (laughs) I've twice in my life almost have been homeless. So emptying my studio where my studio is my only assets, $50,000 worth of bikes and equipment and I'm renting the studio right now. And people showing up, taking the equipment, fucking peace, thanks. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And it just, it was this, it was this moment where I was in the studio and it's, I, I've envisioned it, you know, like I've, I, this is, I think what the universe or God or whoever you believe in, like made, like made me for this moment. And it was this moment where like I was standing and everything around me was chaos, right? And it had to go, it had to go. It, it just had to be this moment of radical acceptance and the steps that I have to take every time something left or every time I hit a moment or a pang of grief is congratulations. <laughs> this is the way it is. And I say it out loud. And then after that, I go through the bad news. Okay, well, this is bad news and not accepting it, but saying it out loud. And then going through a moment of, this is the good news though. This is the good news about what has happened or whatever you're feeling. And then after that, there's better news. There's better news that will come of this, right? And so through this process of emptying my studio, that was the bad news. All my assets are gone and God knows how they're going to come back in condition, right? They're gone. Everything is gone right now. The studio is empty. And then the good news is, I came to that fork in the road in March being like, okay, so we're either going to close our doors or we're going to push forward and continue to serve to our highest purpose. And for me, my micro business is the most important. My community that I live in and the same air that we breathe and the eyes that I see is the most important to me. So I wanted to still continue to be small and allow my resources in any way, shape or form to fulfill my human need of needing to feel like I'm serving. So that allowed me to just kind of radically accept my situation a little bit more. And to me, that was the better news after the good news of just getting rid of all the equipment. It was a process of extreme grief, a little bit of acceptance of, okay, it's okay. And it's not okay. And I'm going to be sitting in that right now. And then the better news is to come. And so it was a process of grief and acceptance all at the same time. And that's kind of the two worlds we've been talking about at No Borders. Like things can be extremely hard, difficult, challenging, overwhelming. However, the primary foundation of being a human, a human being, and the reason why we're here on this planet is because of hope and faith. So if we can somehow manage to toggle between the two, that's okay. And that's where the acceptance lays. So that's where I am right now is between the two. (laughs) (laughs) Toggling between the two. And I think, um, as you know, and I, and, and I know it's, 
It's the believing mirrors that you choose to surround yourself with that are going to help you determine which side of the toggle you land on more often, right? And so continuing to stay connected when, it, you know, so that when you are, you flip over to the side of maybe not so awesome, um, there's a group of people around you who are instantly going to show up. So just for instance, you know, you're sharing your story and then out through the comments, your beautiful people are saying, Oh, we fucking got you. This is your, this is good. All your shit's going to come back and it's going to be pristine. And we all know this because this is how it works, right? So you're going to have the feelings of insecurity and unsure and all the people who you've been um, connecting with and <clears throat> building community with, that's, that's the whole idea. And if, if nothing, if nothing else, and, and yes, there are a lot of, there's so much going on, but the one gift I think is, is really fascinating is this, our capacity to reinstall the nature of community where, I mean, you've been doing it all along and, you know, doing my best and there are pockets, right. And there, and a lot of us are constantly saying, you know, we're, we're over-connected online and under-connected in person. And we're, there's feeling this huge disconnect. And right now, although people are connecting online, the result is this sort of sense of community that's shifting. So, you know, yes, it's very unknown, but I think, I, I truly believe it's going to shift. Like you said, you just sort of radical acceptance and the hope, and then there we go. The one thing I wanted to comment on that I noted was the, the value and importance of knowing yourself. You know, you know what you need. You need to serve. And um, a lot of women say that, whereas sometimes it's more their value and their worth is put externally. And so by serving, they feel important. That's not what you said. And that's not who you are. It's part of who you are. And so you, you show up and, and this is what drives you. That knowledge is what I believe is what allows someone like you or me to stand in that empty space and go, and that's okay because this is how I'm going to, this is what I'm going to do now. Cause I know that who I am was not dependent upon those bikes. It wasn't dependent upon the, the things that are that the things that are around me because everything I am, I carry with me. And so you continue to find ways to show up as you, but knowing who you are is really, it's, it's a super integral component. And, and again, modeling that as a community leader is, is how we're all going to um, find the strength to be able to manage our own hot mess environment, whatever that is. So whether you are currently uh, in emergency services or essential services, or you're home with your kids and being teacher slash everything else, or you're home alone, because every type and, and everywhere in between, it feels like something that is beyond our control. And what, like what you said, that knowledge of who you are, that radical acceptance, processing the grief, and then toggling back and through, that is really, I believe, the, um, the perspective to hold um, to help us move out of the stuckness. So thank you for that. I think that, I think there's been about three times in my life that there's that question that popped up, like, or I've said it out loud, you know, like, I don't really know who I am anymore. I think we've all hit those moments. And it's usually in a moment of 
crisis or trauma, or I've been noticing a lot with our members, like this um, social isolation and staying at home has brought forth, you know, stuff that we already put in the grave, you know, like, it's like, ha, it's like back. It's like, oh, remember <laughs> when you thought you were over this? You're not. Like, it's just coming in different, you know, shadows. So I would say that there were a couple times where, you know, over the past month, I've questioned that, like, who are you? Like, what's important? And I would say that, I don't know, there's, there was this one fitness instructor across the country that said something that triggered me this week, and I'm going to share it. And it said that if you are not moving forward, you're most likely moving backwards. And I was like, <laughs> you know, and so I messaged the person and I said, okay, so you're telling your community that like, if they don't come up with a, like a new plan in life, if they don't get fit AF using at-home workouts, if they don't, you know, go back to school or cultivate a new hobby, we're moving backwards. I said, hold on sister. So this allowed me just to kind of, I don't know, over the past couple of days really process like, okay, who are you? And that was a question I asked before moving forward with the really difficult decisions in this crisis. Like, how do you really want to show up? Because we're going to arrive on the other side of this. And kind of like what we said before, change is inevitable, but improvement isn't. You know, how do I want to, I'm not even focusing on the present moment anymore. I want to look back in hindsight and not even like for my community, yes, but looking back and knowing that I handled this with as much grace and tenacity as possible. I would say that what that in fitness instructor said may resonate with some people. However, I said to her, you know, it, I said to her that there's no standing still in life. That time is still passing, even though we may feel completely trapped and stuck. Right. So rather than saying to people, you know, like this is the time where you find out who you are, there may be cracks where you feel like you're breaking and there may be times where you don't know who you are. Yeah. However, that's okay. You know, so I needed to remind myself of that first. Like, it's okay if you don't really know who you are. <laughs> However, you're the only person in charge of that. And I think people need to be reminded of that. Like, it's okay. Um, it's okay. It's totally okay. It's okay if your body changes. It's okay if your habits change. It's okay if you start a new hobby or not. Um, I think that comes back again to radical acceptance, you know, what we talked about before. Absolutely. And, you know, who I am now, I think I've realized that through extreme pressure, the pressure I cannot describe from members wanting to cancel to members not wanting this at all to people being like, give us on demand because live stream doesn't work for our timing. Like we're talking pressure like I've never felt before globally. Yeah. I like literally shot up in bed and I was like, diamonds are made by pressure. And the biggest moments in my life where like transformation has happened is through this immense pressure. So it's about how do I want to handle this? How do I want to show up with this pressure? Because it's here, it's happening, it's real life, right? And so I just had to decide. I just had to decide it. And through this pressure, I realized that for the past probably three to four years, Dion, I've been probably working at 30% of my brain capacity. There are things that I have done that I cannot even tell you. I, even I can't believe that I've got it done in such a short amount of, amount of time. Not to pat on my back, but we need to realize that these things that we're doing in our life now, like remember to praise yourself too. If you, made, if you woke up and you made your bed today, yes! Like it's <laughs> these things that we need to remind ourselves to how are we showing up and allow ourselves to be proud of these small micro, you know, 
um, these micro activities, minuscule activities that may seem so small right now, but in hindsight, it may change everything and how we do things. Absolutely. And I, <laughs> I giggled because as soon as you were saying that comment about that other fitness instructor, you and I both went, no, that's not the, that's, that's, that does no. For me, the, the visual I have is all movement is good movement. It, a direction is, is irrelevant because it's relative to your, it, to your circumstance and to your environment. And movement doesn't physically mean anything. It is movement with your mind. And I think what's extremely valuable in what you said is, I mean, so much of it. And, and how do you want to show up today? That is the number one thing that I ask myself and a number of my guests have been commenting on that and that is a, a driver for them that if they did nothing else but ask themselves in the morning, how do I want to show up today? And it's in being curious about yourself, who you are, your thoughts and your behavior, that's what's going to shift the rest of your experience. So when we go on autopilot, and a lot of us pre this, we're very much on autopilot, just do, to do, to do, I go this, I do this, I go here, I do this. And if everything was just working great, and that's awesome, because it's uh, much less uh, energetically taxing to be in an unconscious state for 90% of our day. Great. And then it, when these moments happen, the starting the habit of going, who am I? How do I want to show up today? It can feel a little bit challenging, but now that we're installing it on a regular basis, when we get to those moments of a little bit more ease and flow, when we continue to ask ourselves that, all we're doing is fortifying and strengthening the woman we intend and desire to be at all times. And I, you know, that, that idea of, you know, I can't control what's happening and um, I'm going to make mistakes, but I, did I show up with integrity? Did I show up and say, I did the best that I could with what I had, and I look back and go, I'm, I'm good. I mean, I may not do it again like that. I, I may have learned a whole crap ton, and I'm going to do it differently next time. Um, but I, I think that... Know, right? How do you know you're better today compared to three years ago? Right? Yeah. And just kind of shifting even the words that you say to yourself yeah. can then lead to you know, those minuscule, massive improvements, right? So every day I've been waking up and I'm like, okay, so how do I know I'm better today? You know, even with how I'm feeling and everything that's going on compared to three years ago and three years ago, right? I was cleaning towels and mopping floors <laughs> and now the studio is so effing clean and I'm creating digital platforms and reaching people across the nation. So yeah, it may be challenging and tough. However, <laughs> there's another side now that I'm really realizing through like like pressure outside, but also the internal dialect that I'm telling myself as well. It's been a huge learning experience. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that you have um, utilized and you share these fantastic um, self-directing tools. And that again is uh, a huge component of, of your leadership capacity because it's not just, um, you know, spray and pray and you know, telling people to do things all day long. Uh, you, you're doing it. And uh, we get to observe. Pray and pray. Yes. <laughs> AKA God teaching. <laughs> you know, it's, um, I have been listening to some really amazing podcasts and I've been listening to them for probably the past year. And, you know, the podcasts that I've been listening to, I would say are, you know, huge inspirations of mine and every single podcast, every single leader that I've been talking, like listening to, 
all of them started their massive journey to success while living in their cars. I don't know why that was like the connector <laughs> to everything. Tony Robbins, the woman that created Orange Theory Fitness at 48 years old, living in her car, single mom. You know, so I've been listening to these podcasts and listening and being like just feeling such immense relatability mm-hmm. that, you know, it's not a, it's maybe it's a notion of comparison that made me feel a little lighter in my heart. Not that like shit could be worse. Like that's not the perspective, but knowing that people are feeling the same things as me or went through the same things as me, like, wow. Right. Yeah. So this notion of even this, um, has been such, um, like, a I don't know, like empowering for me because mm-hmm. It just allows me to stay connected in such a more relatable way to people. So now they're seeing, you know, even sides of you where like we're talking about things I don't think we would have chatted about or discussed about or learned about uh, ourselves and others if it wasn't for this moment. Exactly. People may just see me as an you know, energetic fitness instructor for the rest of my life. However, now we're kind of seeing through the cracks and edges of how people handle and you know um, how adaptable we are and that shit's relatable a hundred percent you know it's it was a bit of a journey for me to move out of the mentality of comparisonitis where I would see others who are at different levels and had things I didn't have and blah 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 bullshit um, and the moment that I that I finally came to the realization that anything anybody else is doing or has, I can do. My journey is just different. So, you know, going back to my days at university and I was in a a science program and, you know, I was in a, with a group of friends and uh, one of them is uh, now curing diabetes and another one is like frontline COVID doctor. And for many years right after school and as they went and did their things, I was like, oh, well, and I started to feel less and less and less. And I'm realizing like, I very much could do just about anything. It's just, I I took a different path. And if I wanted something in my life, I have to recognize that my path is going to be my path, whatever that is. So every one of those people moving out of their cars, getting to their success point, they found their path and stuck to it. And, And I think that, again, that comes back to understanding your values and knowing um, what it means and feels like to stay in your integrity and, and understanding how you want to show up and getting really clear on what that feels like and what that looks like. And if that's new for some people to take the time to reflect on that and put like, that's the work. The work is, is asking yourself that question and then allowing yourself to sit with the answers and reflect on those answers and then get to that space. Right. Fucking brilliant. I, (laughs) I love, love, love everything that you shared with us today. Um, and a lot of you're, you're obviously in that state of like go and flow and, and, and learning minute by minute as so many of us are. Well, what would you say is the one piece, accomplishment, learning, failure, if you will, that you are most proud of coming out of this, this time right now? Um, the most proud. Yes. I would say that, uh, for our 100 day challenge that we started in 2019, Mm -hmm. I decided I wanted to change my morning habit. 
so I'm not a morning person and um, I don't know, the universe works in uh, very unique ways. Um, so I'm currently not teaching five days a week at 6 a.m. <laughs> I'm not upset about it. However, <laughs> in 2019, um, I needed a better morning routine. My morning routine was absolute chaos. I was waking up too late. I was working all day. I didn't, you know, I woke up and I was like already wearing my workout gear. I would just leave my house, like race to the studio and start my day like that. And so throughout this journey, I promised myself that I would still keep my morning routine. So um, I would love to share with you, actually. It's so funny that I have it open. Weird. Um, yeah, yeah. I have still kept track of my morning routine. And I start off with a morning mantra now. Um, and I would love to read it. To Absolutely. You. How I start my day, it does, not, it does not matter how the day looks like or what information I received the night before. So yesterday I received information for small micro businesses. There is no government funding. So we can't get anything. So we can't get EI. We can't get CERB. We can't get the $40,000 loan. And so yesterday was a day that I just, I wasn't even sitting in the studio. I was lying down on the floor and I realized that how I ran my business for the last 10 years cannot be the way it runs for the next 10. No borders is dead. It's dead. It's new. And it's coming back to life. And that was, a, it was a huge day for me yesterday. And I woke up this morning and this was my morning mantra and I would love to share it with you. So I have it written. So every morning and I say it out loud, I don't care if anyone's listening or not. <laughs> So I sit up in bed and, you know, I grab a glass of water, whatever, but I, my feet do not touch the floor until I'm done this. So I say, my, my body is rested and my mind is clear. I start my day with positive thoughts and energy. I am relaxed, non-resistant, and clear. My day unfolds with ease and grace. Peace for me of the day. The universe supports my desires today. I am open to receiving greatness. I am energized. I am inspired. Creative possibilities are available to me. Nothing holds me back. I take action with faith and clarity. I am healthy. I am well and vibrant. Today is a great day. I'm going to have fun today. I'm going to bring joy to others. I bring light with me wherever I go. I am a positive influence on the world all as well. I would say that that would be the most private thing I'm proud of right now is still establishing some sort of morning routine and that anything that comes my way, I have a grounding resource to start my day off the, the same, just uh, not even normal, just same. Yeah. And that is such a powerful, that is a beautiful mantra. And uh, when we're done with this call, I mean, if you're willing to share that. I, I'm sure people would love because I tried to write it down and I'm really good, but I'm not that good. Um, and um, there, the way I that, you, that I had it right in front of me, like <laughs> I come to use today. <laughs> we were in the zone and, um, and I appreciate that you were allowing me to sort of go with the flow. So I do have a couple of like framework questions that I share with my guests and be like, this is kind of what we're going to, I'm going to ask you. And then I, I'm me and I go, oh, but I'm more excited about this and I want to ask you about this. So, uh, so thank you for that. Um, that idea of a routine. I mean, again, coming back to uh, the, the way that we live and survive is by creating habits so that we don't have to be consciously aware 
of 100% of our day. Like you said, you're only using 30% of your brain. And, 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 and being able to expand, and you know, we are always using all of our brain. We're only consciously aware of a very small, minor amount. And then the rest is, runs out of habit. And part of the reason for that is our brain needs habits to feel safe. And safety is the number, it was one of the number one drivers of, of humanity. And so at these moments in our lives where we feel that so much is out of our control and it really challenges our idea of safety, um, it is crucial that we establish what feels like a routine that benefits and is, and is grounding for us. And morning routines, and again, like I said, a lot of my guests and myself included are talking about just that like two minutes, you know? Yes, your eyes open. And so unless your kid is screaming and you've jumped out of bed for an emergency, you know, giving yourself that, that time to, to establish a small routine, which allows your brain to go into safety mode so that you could then handle the rest of the day with more grace and calm. And like you said, it's not, it's not about being normal or, or it's just about creating a sort of sense of predictability. And um, by default, your body and your mind and your brain will find a way to do that anyway. Now, those strategies may or may not be overly beneficial to you. You may get up and jump on social, start to get angry, drink some coffee, feel really digestively unwell, and then go about your day. You could very much set that up as your routine, and you would do that by default. But when you make that conscious choice, you can literally shift absolutely everything in your day. So again, you just being you, fucking nailing it. Um, brilliant. Thank courage, you. Courage and resiliency mm -hmm. are extremely uncomfortable. Um, you know, we use, I always use a statement, you know, like in, in your favorite spin classes, if this is stretching you beyond your limit, you are doing it right. And to sit beyond that limit is where the light is, whatever your light may be, whatever your goal may be. Yeah. Right. So like it, resiliency comes from stretching that your, your own personal elastic band. Right. And the more you stretch it, the more resilient you're going to become. Yeah. So my perspective is on these hard days, if I am like stretched like this, there is no way in three to five years that I'm going to come out of this and look back and like, I'm going to like, I will be able to conquer anything. <laughs> like I, you know, and I hope that most of us here, you know, feel in some way, shape or form that the stretching, however, what can, what good can come, what good can come of this. Yeah. And there will always be a good and it depends on people's emotional state of being able to see the good. Yeah. So, absolutely. you know, really like it's, it's checking yourself, like check yourself, remind yourself of who you are and even go back and tap into those resources where you were stretched before, where yeah. you thought you couldn't handle it. You know, like my friend, Leslie Tripp, who, you know, for her, she is a cancer survivor. So this moment in life brings back those feelings of going through chemotherapy and thinking she didn't make it. So we're reminding each other of, remember those times that you thought you were going to make it, that you thought you were going to lose your family, that you thought, I, who knows? Yeah. And look where you are today, right? Yeah. So we, I think we need to remind ourselves of our hardships mm -hmm. and the things that we have overcome in our life. A hundred percent. And um, a big part about why I ask everybody who is within 
going to sit with me for longer than two seconds. You know, what are you happy and celebrating about you right now? Why I asked you what you're most proud of, because it's through acknowledging and noticing how we've already accomplished great things at times when we didn't think we could that can fortify us and make us go, oh, well, I've already done that. So I can do this, right? And what we're really good at is often as women, especially is negating our greatness, right? We just delete it out of our conscious awareness. So when people ask us about, you know, tell me about all the great things you did in the past six months. I I don't know. I, I don't know. I went to work. My kids are alive. I think that's probably the win, right? Like, and, but when you dig in and go and, and really ask those questions, you're like, oh, I did this and I did this and I learned this and I freaking I sucked at that and I learned a lot. And, and, and there's huge potential when you just look at what you've already done and it can strengthen you to handle that new, that new space. You know, I think at this point when, when fear sets in and, and Bertha and Mike, when they show up, and they're, they're trying to make us believe that this is all new and we've never done anything like this before. It's fucking bullshit. We have tackled shit that's huge many times. And it's just uh, now's the time to take a moment, breathe and reflect and really bring that up to the surface again. Absolutely. And, you know, you said, right, like you're in charge of your thoughts. And at No Borders, we really believe if you move your body, you change your mind. It's all very deeply connected. And I think people are realizing very quickly through this experience how um, important that is. And one of my big things, too, is energy input, right? So right now, there's a lot of energy coming to us, whether that be through the news, our kids at home, work from home, the screens that we see, more time on social media, um, nutrition, how we're fueling fueling our bodies through this time, all this energy input is happening. So we need to really focus on the forms of energy output. So if we focus on fear, that's what's going to manifest. Gratitude is an energy output. So gratitude is the experience of counting one's blessings, right? That's, that's the actual physical and emotional movement that's happening and circulating in our bodies when we focus on gratitude rather than fear. So even taking a moment with your spouse or your kids at the end of the day, you know, being like what went well today is movement of energy out. It's going to make you feel better rather than energy input of fear hanging on to it and not having any way to release that. So that's how we're using exercise right now too, like taking moments to thank our bodies for, you know, like pushing that energy out of our systems to cope and handle things a little bit differently and with a fresher perspective, right? So whatever that energy output may be, everyone has a different way of coping and healing. However, for me, movement has always been there. There has never been a time in my life where I couldn't rely on moving my body to change my mind. There has never been a single moment after a workout, even if it was really shitty in time in that moment, where I don't have immense gratitude afterwards for doing what I just did. So, you know, gratitude is, uh, is huge. Uh, Absolutely. It's so hard to focus on what's good and the light. However, you know, practicing that, exercising that mm-hmm. form, I think can be a huge coping mechanism for some. Absolutely. And just to sort of help you know, again, we're all evolving and it's happening minute by minute. And, you know, when I started having these conversations, um, you know, the world was in one state and then the next week, the world's in another state and the next week, the world's in another state. And these tools, um, they're not new and we all know that. And some of, like I said, some of us are, are now starting to practice them in this sort of state of like, I need this. And I want everybody to hold on to 
the idea that when you continue to do it in the moments when you are not feeling like you need it, you actually build the muscle, right? You build the gratitude muscle, build the capacity to see the greatness, to focus on how you want to show up. And so that when the next thing happens, because there's always a next thing, you are more at ease and comfortable. It's actually more unconscious to be able to handle that. And so it feels a little bit more, um, like you have more to give to the moment and less to worry about the process. So no matter where someone is in this stage of, of, of understanding and self-awareness and, and reflective practice and gratitude and movement, um, and it doesn't matter where you are, where you are is exactly where you are meant to be and you, you continue to move and movement is great. Um, there, there's a massive benefit beyond this. This isn't just, you know, how you survive COVID. This is how you, this is how you thrive in life by using these strategies, these mindset strategies and movement strategies and, and how we are, you know, that, that idea of wholeness and, and, and connection. Um, when you, even through your practices that, you know, you relay out or even if you use exercise, you know, I was talking uh, about this in our group that, you know, what allow, when you have the right tools in your toolbox, <laughs> we call them, it allows you to tip between your emotional guidance scale more quickly. Mm -hmm. Right. So you could go from a state of the highest emotional state you can be in is a state of joy, appreciation, feeling empowered, feeling free, feeling love. And then after that would be number two, passion. Then after that, enthusiasm, then optimism, hopefulness, contentment. Then it kind of goes down the scale. Right. Like lower on the emotional guidance scale are things like boredom, pessimism frustration, being overwhelmed, and then you, you can just keep sliding down the scale of, a scale of worry, blame, discouragement, anger, revenge. Yesterday, I was going to find the government. Like, that was where I was on the emotional scale. Like, I'm going to find them, <laughs> and I'm going to bring them to no borders to see what they've done to me. What? Like, that's where I was. Mm -hmm. And then you can go even further down. Jealousy, insecurity, guilt, unworthiness, and the lowest on the emotional guidance scale is fear, grief, desperation, despair and powerlessness so what happens is if we have the emotional tools of expressing gratitude meditation and exercise um, or even for some people talk therapy things like this allows you to gain the skills you need to tilt between the emotional guidance scale and switch your mind frame really quick it's yeah. okay to bounce between fear and then go to joy however you know the amount of time that it takes and the amount of recovery time it takes or you know even spending the rest of the day in, emo in an emotional state can change and that's where resiliency builds too right yeah. Um, yeah. being able to handle that awesome becky it has been an absolute pleasure i love everything about you and i'm so happy that you were able to join me today um, thank you for having me here and uh and your friendship and what you're doing for our community as well and all the conversations you're having in the dance parties is more appreciated i think than you will than you will know so thank you for bringing us together that is my pleasure and as you are the same kind of person you know that this is this is what i do and this is i'm 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 happy to be here and it's very cup filling for me so um i i really you know, it's about reciprocity. And, you know, I get off these calls and, and I laugh because I sit there and I'm like, that's awesome. I just love that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, and then like, <laughs> hmm, it's <was> great. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for being here. And thank you for everything that you do. 
Um, and at this moment, I, I do this at every call and I, I open it up if anybody wanted to um, chat or ask any questions. There's some really great comments. I hope that you're scrolling through those now to, to have a peek. Um, and I'm going to, I just have to switch out uh, here. All right, I'm going to make it so that you guys can unmute yourselves. <laughs> Um, if awesome. anyone is looking for a way to, uh, I don't know, focus on gratitude over the next little while, I mm. highly recommend this book. Um, it's a journal. It's mm. called the five minute journal. You've probably seen this before and it's literally five minutes and it has a morning and an evening section. So in the morning, I am grateful for what would make today great daily affirmations. I am huge at no borders right now and i know for you as well beyond yeah. and then at the evening the gray spot three amazing things that happened today so you can do that as a family if you want which i think is very powerful i did that with adam the other day and he was like oh what like at first he didn't know even know like how to express that because we've both yeah. been so stressed out so that was really cool to see yeah and then the last part is how could I have made today better I really mm -hmm. like that reflection as well yeah so it's called the five minute journal you can get it on um like indigo and there's free shipping get like 20 of them <laughs> but it's, it's, a <laughs> it's a wonderful tool awesome Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for that. And I'll make sure that there is a link to that uh, in the email that goes out along with uh, a lot of the other great things that Becky mentioned. So um, the floor is open. If anybody wants to ask a question or share a thought, I'm sure that some of your peeps are here and they, they want to scream. I love you really loud. Um, I've got a question from D. Okay. The, the podcast that I'm listening to, I'm actually going to oh. open up my podcast app now and I'm going to tell you, Okay, so I'm doing Apple Podcasts. It's also on Spotify, D. So my library consists of, number one, the After 30 podcast, Unreal. It's these two women that are just over 30. They're like, we don't know what we're doing. And they bring in specialists, and it's really great. Um, I absolutely love, which is hilarious, because at first I didn't like Rachel Hollis. I found her books very... Um, I don't know. I just didn't really connect with them. And then I saw her live. I'm like, okay, girl. So um, I really like Rachel Hollis's podcast and her husband has come up with a, with a book. I'm also a huge fan of the Tony Robbins podcast because he brings massive leaders into his podcast series. And that's the one um, where he talked to the uh, creator of Orange Theory. His podcasts are inc absolutely incredible. Um, I listen to the Gold Digger podcast. She's incredible. Um, and also there's another one uh, that I listened to when I was training for my Ironman. It's called Iron Women and it's all about living fiercely. So it's a kind of that, you know, fitness life strength translation. They kind of, you know, toggle between the two worlds. That one is wonderful as well. Um, I can, you know, message Dion and she can, um, I can give you a list. Awesome. Brilliant. Thank you. But anyone else? Oh, Christine, I'm going to unmute you. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to comment on the uh, mantra that uh, Becky had. And I noticed as I was listening to it, they were all positive. She didn't have any like, I'm not angry today or I'm not this today. And I just um, feel really strongly about that. And you and I have talked about this, how our brains, they don't get the not. Mm -hmm. So all they hear is that I'm angry or I'm like, we always say, I'm not getting sick. I'm not getting 
getting sick and then we all get sick because your brain doesn't hear the knot. It doesn't understand the knot. So when you are creating these um, affirmations and mantras and the I am statements, make sure they're positive. Make sure they're the things that you actually want. Um, if whenever we're trying to manifest anything, you always have to be super careful how you ask for things. <laughs> And yeah. that, and that's, and that's one of those things where you're just like, oh crap, that's not what I meant. Yeah. So I loved that every single thing in her mantra was the positive thing. It was exactly what she wants. Um, and I just, I, I found that very um, touching and moving and, and wonderful. And, and uh, it's just one of those things where we get into this mindset of like, oh, this is crap right now. Or this is this right now, or this is this right now. And if we can, like you've taught me to reframe or to move those things along. And it was so funny. We were talking about this. I did it live earlier this morning and that was the thing. We can help other people reframe their thoughts. We have a hard time reframing our own thoughts. So if anybody needs help with reframing, let me know. I can switch that up for you and I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to put it out there and be like, guys, I need help reframing this. Please help me be positive. I love that we have this community that we're able to do that with. So thank you so much, both you and uh, Becky. Awesome. Awesome. I, you know, I'm a huge fan of uh, say it the way you want it and to, you know, literally be pulling out the words that don't match how you want to show up in the world again, getting that clarity. Um, and it's funny you should mention that. So you're going to see probably in the next week or so, um, I'm going to be doing a whole masterclass series. And one of them is say it the way you want it uh, to help people build those tools on how to shift your language in the moment or while you're reflecting. Awesome. Thanks, Christine. I say allow the universe, whatever it is, catch up with what you say and what you're dreaming. Like already live in that state of it's happening. This is me. And I think as women too, like, you know, Adam and I do this all the time for dinner. What do you want? I'm like, well, I don't want asparagus. He's like, well, <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> so it's hard to live in that state of I am and that, that state of attractiveness. However, you know, to feel good, I think that's a step, an uncomfortable step some people might have to take and acknowledge and put some effort into doing, but it's Absolutely. possible. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you. That was brilliant. Well, thank you. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, everybody, for joining. This has been an awesome call. I really appreciate um, you taking the time out of your uh, relaxing Friday for those of you who have been working and are now home now, or those of you who are just like, it's Friday, I'm going to do what I want, which is kind of how I live my life right now. Um, this has been amazing. I, I'm really excited to get this out to the world uh, and, and to let everybody know more about Becky, hot mess to awesomeness. Thank you. Okay, ladies. Thank you so much, Eon. You're very welcome. And thank you to all of you for being here. So good to see your faces. And uh, this is my first day at home, probably in two weeks. So it's been so nice sitting in my room with the light and uh, the light in more ways than one. So I just appreciate all of you being here today. Awesome. Awesome. Well, have a great day, everybody. And uh, I will see you on Monday. We have another uh, Hot Master Awesomeness live podcast with uh, Joe Masge, who's a, from West Coast Soul. And she's a goddess flow yoga instructor and maven. And I did one of her classes and danced with my lady parts. And there was a whole thing. So I'm excited to talk about that. And uh, we'll talk real soon. Okay. Bye. 
Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show. Join Dion again next week to learn more about what you can do to go from hot mess to awesomeness.